2: Will it never end for the family of three-year-old Maddie McCann, the beautiful little girl who was snatched from her own bed while on vacation with her parents? Can you imagine being away on vacation, away from your home and your familiar surroundings, lulled into a false sense of complacency, and your baby goes missing? You hardly even know where you are, where to look, who to call, what to do. That is exactly what happened to the parents of three-year-old Maddie. And to this day, no answers. But is there finally a break in the case? Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Is there finally a break in the case? I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. First of all, take a listen to our friends at Sky News.
3: A three-year-old British girl has gone missing in the Algarve in Portugal. Of course, we can uh, speak now to Dan Mason, who's a journalist who works in that area. Dan, thanks for joining us on Sky News Sunrise this morning. What are the details that you've gleaned so far?
0: Hello, yeah. Um... All I basically know is that the child uh was obviously staying at a Mark Warner um establishment and was reported missing around p.m. last night. Uh, she's three years old, um, and sister the name of Madeline or Maddie um, fair hair and um the the most of the people within the, the area were searching through to about four o'clock in the morning yesterday, through um and obviously through hedges and Uh, down the beach, et cetera, um, to to no avail. And I've just been down this morning to the club again to see if there's any more news, and the situation is basically the same. Mm,
2: mm. As the days pass, the situation stays the same. There's been a lot of finger-pointing. Everybody says it's somebody else's fault. But bottom line, I believe investigators there at the holiday resort dropped the ball. But is there a break in the case finally? You know, her parents must be worn down to a nub, just raw. After all this time looking for their little girl, Maddie McCann, joining me an all-star panel to break it down and put it back together again. Renowned attorney joining me out of New York this morning, Jason Oceans, forensic psychiatrist. You can find him on Insta at Dr. Daniel Bober. Chloe Steiger, 36 years, Seattle PD, 22 of that homicide and author of Seattle's Forgotten Serial Killer, Gary Jean Grant. He's at cloydsteiger.com. Joseph Scott Morgan, professor of forensics, Jacksonville State University, author of Blood Beneath My Feet on Amazon. But straight out to Dave Mack, crimeonline.com investigative reporter, Dave Mack. Who is this German dude? that is now suspect number one who is he let's just start with that his name is christian
0: bruckner he's 43 years old as you mentioned from germany who traveled back and forth between germany portugal and italy
2: pause pause just tell me one thing is he connected in any way to a stash of child pornography
0: yes ma'am he is
2: that's really all i need to know right there do i need to know anything else let me guess White male, loner, lives in somebody's attic apartment, something like that. Am I even close, Dave Mack? Am I just a little close?
0: Bullseye, Nancy, bullseye.
2: Ugh. And all this time, this perv has been right under the nose of police. The noses of police. Tell me some more about this guy. Just, we know he's connected for sure to child porn does he have, Dave Matt, CrimeOnline.com, does he have a criminal history? He's
0: got a long criminal history that includes robberies, burglaries, and he has been convicted of sexual abuse of a child way back in 1994. That was his first Wait,
2: conviction. wait, you know, Dave Matt. You, you know how I feel about you, you know. I respect you, I care about you, you're on our team, but why in the hay do you bury the lead? The guy has child porn and he's got an abuse on a child conviction. Headline. What else do we know about him Dave Matt? Well,
0: you're correct and the reason I pointed out the robberies, burglaries and tourist thing is because that's how he slipped under in the cracks in this investigation beginning with the Portugal
2: authorities. You know, you just said something about tourist. What about tourist? What where does that fit into his criminal history? Nancy, he was actually known to burglarize the
0: Apartments and hotel rooms of tourists in this particular place in Portugal where Maddie McCann went missing.
2: Now I get your reasoning, Dave Mack. Uh, hold on, Jackie's waving a note at me that says R A P E. Dave Mack, why is she waving that at me?
0: Because he spells act- rape, Dave. He actually what? He planned the rape of a 72 year old American woman living in Portugal in 2005. He was, it's just the most disgusting thing, but it was right near
2: the very place where Maddie McCann went missing. This is two years. But she, Jackie's telling me two rapes. You've got the 72-year-old woman. Did he or did he not rape the 72-year-old woman?
0: Yes, he raped the 72-year-old woman. So he
2: didn't just plan it, as you just said. He raped her. Is there another rape in his criminal history?
0: In his... First conviction of uh, sexual assault rape in
2: 1994. Is that on the child? Uh, Yes, ma'am. Boy or girl? Boy. And there's another tourist. I mean, Joe Scott Morgan, Cloyd Steiger, Dr. Daniel Bober, Jason Oceans. This guy should have been locked up under the jail. But all the signs are there, Cloyd Steiger. 22 years in homicide. Here's a guy that has been breaking in to tourists, hotel rooms. Jackie, did I ever tell you that happened to me one time? Uh, David and I went to Florida, and we had been on the beach. He went somewhere, and I was in the shower in the hotel room. I thought I heard a door, but then I listened. I didn't hear anything. When I got out of the shower, my pocketbook, everything in my pocketbook was gone. And um, people have an M.O. An M.O., would you agree with that, Cloyd Steiger? This guy had an M.O. He raped a 72-year-old woman in that tourist area. And his M.O., modus operandi, method of operation, was that he would break into hotel rooms while tourists were, were out of their hotel room. And that night, Cloyd Steiger, Maddie McCann's parents, were having dinner about, I I think it was Dave Mack, if anybody knows, correct me on the distance, About 100 yards away at an an outdoor table, and they would go back and check on the children asleep in their rooms every 20 minutes.
0: About 180 feet
4: away. So
2: they were out of their room. Who who is that, Dave? Is that you? They were about 180 feet away, and as you said, they all took turns checking on the kids. 180 feet away. That's much closer. Okay, so, Cloy Steiger, M.O., that's what this guy is known for, plus a pedophilic rape on a child. He's the perfect candidate.
5: Yeah, he is. You know, my understanding is they didn't know he was a sex offender, which is no excuse because anybody that limits themselves to known sex offenders and these types of things shouldn't be doing this job because it's not always somebody who has a previous conviction. So yeah, they completely ignored this guy. I have no idea why. I, I read something where the lead investigator was really zeroing in on appearance, And you know, that's what a bad investigator does when he decides what the answer is and only looks for evidence to support his thesis instead of um, just being open to where the evidence takes him.
2: Well, you know what? I don't even understand at all how you don't look for people that have committed sex crimes or burglaries.
5: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal
6: podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board.
0: This is Uncanny USA.
2: He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed.
0: (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.
3: Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry.
2: Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, we are talking about a major break in the case of beautiful three-year-old Maddie McCann, who is kidnapped from her parents' hotel room while they're on vacation. She was asleep. Someone came into the hotel room and took Maddie, leaving her siblings, undisturbed. Guys, I want you to take a listen to our friends at
1: inside edition. A German convict is now a suspect in the 2007 disappearance of Madeleine McCann, the British child who went missing from a resort in Portugal when she was just three years old. 43-year-old Christian Bruckner is currently incarcerated in his home country on unrelated crimes. The BBC reports authorities have been investigating him since 2017 after a friend of his came forward to report he made disturbing comments about McCann while in a bar watching coverage of the 10th anniversary of her disappearance. German police reportedly said Bruckner lived in the region of Portugal where Madeleine was last seen. The child disappeared from the hotel her family was staying in during a vacation.
2: Disturbing comments he made in a bar watching the Maddie McCann coverage when Maddie first goes missing. Back to you, uh, Dave Mack joining me from CrimeOnline.com. I understand that this freak, and I'm saying that because he's, he's connected to child pornography, and apparently he moved to this area after serving part of a two-year sentence for molesting a six-year-old girl in Wurzburg. At the time Madley went missing, he was living in an area about a 10-minute drive away. So the child molestations are piling up. He lives 10 minutes away, and he burglarizes hotel rooms. I'm very stunned the cops didn't see him, and I understand, Dave Mack, that Bruckner had been a person of interest at the get-go, but then he was eliminated. Why?
0: Well, and I need to correct something. Earlier, I said that his first conviction was a nine-year-old boy. It was a girl, Nancy, and I apologize. On to this. Still a
2: a child. Go ahead. Yes,
0: ma'am. With this, he was eliminated as a suspect because they were specifically looking for sexual uh, predators, for those convicted of sexual harassment, abuse, and rape. He, at that time, Portugal only had him listed as a foreign thief, as a robber. They didn't have Christian Bruckner on their list as a sexual predator, even though- Why? They just didn't. And you know, it goes back to, we said, the Portugal authorities dropped the ball from the beginning. They did. Bad part is they passed that information along to others so that they he was eliminated as a suspect in the early days of this investigation when he should have been the primary suspect.
2: You know, um- No offense to all our friends overseas, but to you, Joseph Scott Morgan, Professor Forensic Death Investigator, have you ever seen Pink Panther? the The movies, not the actual Panther, the comic Panther that's pink. Yeah,
6: yeah. Inspector Clouseau. You know
2: how? Yeah, you know how the police are portrayed as bumbling idiots. In, the, in in particularly that country. But when you hear stories like this, they did not have him on their list of sex offenders? Look, I mean, I know cops are overloaded. I get it. I, I've been there as a prosecutor. But how could you not have this guy on your list? He was just convicted of raping a little girl.
6: Yeah, it's tragic because... This could have been interdicted far in advance, uh, you know, before it ever got to I don't to know this. if
2: tragic's the right word, because tragic to me seems like it was an, a tragic incident or tragic accident. This is no accident. This is flat-out incompetence. For them not to have a child sex predator on their list, yeah. and therefore he was eliminated? Yeah, and
6: you're talking about uh, one of the things that complicates this is you have the sovereignty of these individual nations. It's not like going from... You know, Alabama, to Georgia, from New York to, uh, you know, I know Vermont, New Hampshire, whatever. Uh, it's it's, it's a it's a major pain, and you know they do have what's referred to as Interpol. But I've worked with Interpol before, Nancy, on missing persons cases, and it is just kind of this loosey goosey, kind of soft in the middle kind, kind of, like of thing. Clearing
2: house without any real. Power. Yeah, they don't.
6: They don't. They, they don't have. And, you know, when we begin to think now about things like databases and all this thing and, you know, moving forward, uh, you know, it's become more solid relative to things like DNA databases. The problem with someone like this uh, for, uh, you know, they're from a behavior standpoint is the fact that they will collect things. And I think that this guy, he's in multiple locations. If you had that information from that from those bits of evidence like DNA, you may have been able to kind of connect the dots more effectively if you had a database that you could go to that Interpol would set up. Now, they might have that now, but back during this period of time, they didn't. And it's, it turned out to be a total dumpster fire. And here's the problem. Uh, not only are we talking about Maddie, Nancy, this guy is moving between all of these different countries. How many other children are there?
2: Well, keeping up with it, uh, Jason Oceans joining me, a renowned defense attorney in the tri-state area, joining me today from New York. Jason Oceans, the reality is he is connected to many different young children. And they all, whether they're boys or girls, look very similar physically And they all are similar in many ways to Maddie McCann's appearance. Jason, even here in the States where we have APHIS, where we have, uh, you've got a fingerprint database, you've got a DNA database, you've got a gun database, they don't have all that in Portugal and the surrounding areas. But we know this, we know his MO, we know where he travels, but even so, how is it? that he slipped between jurisdictional limits. How'd that happen?
4: Uh, Initially, bad policing, right? Not not taking the time to really circle around beyond the parents without the reason to think that they would just come here to Portugal to dispose of their three-year-old daughter. Nothing in the background that I saw then nor now after all these years indicated uh, that they were responsible. It reminded me of the Aton Patz case in New York, where a six-year-old went missing, and again, it turned right away to the parents, and yet it was right under the noses at the corner bodega. So sometimes drawing the line and in the inference right away uh, precludes you from thinking outside that circle. Or even perhaps did he have uh, an assistant letting him know, you know, where these hotel rooms uh, were unguarded, or? you know, better targets to go. So I just think from the onset, uh, this investigation was doomed.
2: You know, you kind of sound like you're blaming police. And I uh, agree that they were inept and really screwed up the case. But the police are not the ones that took Maddie out of her room and raped her and killed her. And at this juncture, we've been told several different things. We've been told the police have told maddie mccann's parents in a letter which i think is kind of cold that she's dead the parents are saying we have received no such letter to dr daniel bober forensic psychiatrist you can find him on insta dr daniel bober how hard is this for the parents what they've been through
0: oh you know nancy it's every parent's worst nightmare it's absolutely devastating uh And there's really nothing that you're going to say or do that's going to make that pain go away. And it's going to be a pain that's going to last for life. Absolutely.
1: I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry.
2: Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, we are talking about a beautiful little three-year-old girl who goes on vacation with her parents. I remember it like it was yesterday, and they put her down to sleep with her brothers and sisters or siblings. She's never seen alive again. Now, a lot of people have blamed the parents. And yes. They were out of the hotel room having dinner. Am I happy about that? No. But they are not responsible for her kidnap. They're not involved. For years, they endured suggestions that they were. They've never given up trying to find Maddie McCann, their little girl. Take a listen. To our friends at CBC.
4: We know that he's a 43-year-old German man. He is white now because of German's privacy laws. We don't know his identity, but what police have said is that he has a history of sexual violence, including against children, and that he's actually in prison right now, convicted of a sex crime. We also know that he was living in the area where Madeline disappeared at the time of her disappearance, and UK Met Police have actually released some photos of vehicles that he had driven at that time. Um, 13 years ago. So again, we don't know his identity of police. I've simply said that he has a history of not just sexual violence, actually, but of break-ins, of burglaries. He was known to, to go, go into people's homes uh, and, and steal their things, and of course, of violence. Um, so this is a huge,
2: huge breakthrough. We know his name now. is Christian Bruckner with a long rap sheet, including sex abuse on little children very similar physically to Maddie McCann and breaking into the exact resort into hotel rooms where Maddie McCann was kidnapped. Also the rape of a seventy two year old woman near that resort. That's what we know about him. How police let him slip through their fingers, I do not know. But right now, take a listen to Mark Cranwell. This is the Maddie McCann investigator.
7: He's white. He's about six foot in height he's 43 now Um, at the time he was 30 but he could have looked uh, aged somewhere between 25 and 32. we know the identity of this male we have nominated him as a suspect for the inquiry and the investigation team this is a significant development Um, we are uh, we've been working on this line of inquiry um, for a couple of years he had access to two vehicles What's significant about the two vehicles, the first one is a campervan. It's a VW T3 Westphalia model. It's an early 80s um, model um, and the, uh, the colour tone is quite distinctive. It was quite old and probably described as a bit beaten up, but it was a white upper body and a yellow sort of um, a lower body. We know that that vehicle was in the area, certainly the days leading up to it and the, the week afterwards.
2: Uh, To Jason Oceans, attorney joining us out of New York and New Jersey, Jason, you and I covered the Danielle Van Dam kidnap, rape, and murder case from California. She was taken by the neighbor, David, I believe it was Westerfield, but long story short, he kidnapped and held her in a camper van. And we see over and over and over that a a camper or a van is used in kidnap, rape, and murder of children. That's quite the coincidence, is it not, that he used a camper van at the time she goes missing? What about it, Jason Oceans? Remember that case, Danielle Van Dam?
4: I do. I do, and it's spot spot on on that because that serves as the uh, as part of the MO of uh, of the sexual assault or rape uh, of, of the of the victim. And so, again, I I, I did not mean to blame police per se. Uh, I am a fan of uh, good. Well, somebody's doing
2: cleanup now. Policing.
4: Yes, ma'am. Uh, but I, I, I would say that astute a prosecutor that you are, that that develops in. Those are all parts of the piece, yeah. And you immediately look to that when the, the, the victim is a van, child.
2: Jason, I, I think part of it is you've got a home on wheels because they don't have to take the child back to their home or apartment. They don't risk being seen by a landlady or a neighbor or a roommate or a wife. And they have room to move around to assault and kill the child and not only that in a camper or a van they can secrete the child to the back and nobody can see the child it's not like the child's in the front or the back seat so they can hide the child and move around
4: that's exactly
2: get away with the child they don't have to rape and murder the child at the scene they've got wheels they're mobile I think that's why campers and vans are favorites of child molesters. Jason Oceans, jump in, help me out here.
4: No, you're you're exact. You're you are spot on, and and that is exactly the reason. It it is a facilitating vehicle, uh, unlike a car. Uh, it 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 serves all of those purposes, uh, and and that's again good policing, looking through that, you know, matching, uh, good detective work is is. No, no better than right there at the spot and circling those things, Nancy. That's why it, this wasn't uh, solved early on.
2: And uh, I'm going to circle back to the next vehicle. But we know, To correct me if I'm wrong, Dave Matt, because there's so many facts coming up fast and furious. New footage has been captured inside Christian Bruckner's lair where police also discovered a camper van containing a series of, of swimming outfits, like swimsuits, that they, be- they believe belonged to young girls. Right. D- is that correct, Dave Mack?
0: Yes, ma'am. They found a bunch of children's swimwear.
2: I mean, think about it, guys. Uh, h- h- help me out. To you, Cloyd Steiger, say a-, a woman goes and drives her husband's car one day for whatever reason, and she finds a bunch of little girl swimsuits in there that have been used isn't that a red bell of alarm
5: yeah it sure is you know i had a case very similar with uh, a collection of underwear like this years ago and that's you know you should have set off your alarm a lot and one thing i want to okay I want wait, to... wait wait, wait,
2: I, I can't understand you did you say you had a case where somebody collected underwear
5: yeah well we suspected that it was a murder involved with a child um that the the person died and we never found enough to to charge but um I want to think back to something Dr. Bober said about the, the parents' reaction, and he's exactly right. There's nothing worse than to have to a child than lose a child. Although, if there is one thing, it's to have a child that disappears and nobody knows what happened. I've looked into the dead eyes of mothers of long term missing, and that is a cruel, cruel thing to have to live through.
2: Horrible. And it goes, it's gone on and on and on. First of all, everybody blamed the parents. Did they kill their own child? It's their fault, everyone said, because they were having dinner and left the children alone, even though they checked on them every 20 minutes. It went on and on. They were crucified in the media. But, I mean, the reality is, so often, wrong or right, Joe Scott Morgan, when a child goes missing or is dead, very often, it is the parents. So the media was wrong but i understand why the media focused on them do you
6: yeah i do uh you know because it many times it leads back i think back to susan smith you know of course and you know what she had done uh you you begin to and from a police from mom, from yeah top mom susan you, you begin said, to think about just from an investigative standpoint relative to these yeah. cases uh, it's going to be the intimates. It's going to be those individuals that have the biggest, I don't know how to uh, frame it, relative to uh, the most hatred toward toward a person to want to destroy well, them.
2: Well, the most connectivity, yeah. for whatever reason. They're around them more. they've got more opportunity. You know, we were talking, and so what happened to the McCanns was horrible, the family being blamed, the parents. But the reality is, a vast majority of the time, the parents are involved. What, that does not lessen the pain that was caused to the McCants, however. Statistics don't matter because that's not what happened in this case.
1: I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry.
2: crime stories with nancy grace we are talking about the big break in three-year-old maddie mccann's disappearance family on vacation the mom and dad go to dinner about 180 feet not yards 180 feet away with some other friends that were there they go back one of them goes back and forth every 20 minutes to check on the children make sure they're okay on the last check, Maddie's gone. At first, they couldn't believe it. They tore the, 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 the hotel room apart looking for her. She's gone in the 20 minutes since they last checked. They have endured so much hatred and accusations since Maddie went missing. But now a major break in the case. A guy that should have been picked up on day one, Christian Bruckner with a rap sheet including sex molestation on a child raping a 72-year-old woman in the same area as the resort where the McCann's were staying and burglary breaking into hotel rooms. Now, we mentioned the van that this guy had, Christian Bruckner. He would have been 30 at the time Maddie went missing, but he had a second vehicle. Take a listen again to the Maddie McCann investigator speaking to The Sun News, Mark Cranwell.
7: This is um, a Jaguar, it's been described as dark in colour, it's an XJR6, Um, it was uh, registered in uh, 1993 and we want to know, does anybody remember that vehicle? Um, It's not particularly uncommon, not particularly unique, but somebody would have remembered a Jaguar car in that area. Um, Did you see a German male using that car? Can you remember the, the car? Can you remember where you saw it? Most intriguing um, is he—he he, he re-registered the car um, on May the fourth. This is a day after um, Madeline went missing. He asked a friend to register the car in his friend's name. We've um, um, established that our suspect, the man that we have identified, used a telephone um, in that region at that time. Particularly, that phone was used at 7:32 p.m., and the phone call was finished at. 8:02 uh, p.m. He made he received a phone call um, for 30 minutes, and we know that that phone was in the area of PDL.
2: Well, that's all well and good now, but now you're asking people if they remember a Jaguar how many years ago? Uh, yeah, they're they're a day late and a dollar short. That's all I can say about their police. Now take a listen to what we learned about a forensics search on Christian Bruckner's camper. Listen, this is Sky News.
0: Forensic examination of the suspect's campervan is thought to have found no trace of Madeleine's DNA and none in his Jaguar car, which was also seized.
1: We hope that uh, some British tourists can help us to find the murderer of Madeline McCann. Like their
0: Scotland Yard colleagues, German prosecutors have received hundreds of calls after last week's appeals for help.
1: We think the
6: suspect has committed more crimes possibly against British people and Irish and Americans. We think there are more victims of sexual crimes.
0: The suspect is in jail in Germany. He too is awaiting developments in the case. Detectives haven't yet questioned him about Madeleine. You
2: know, I'm so burned up about this. All this time has passed and there now asking tourists what they remember. They still haven't questioned the guy. What is wrong with them? Um, Yeah, I want to go out to you. Uh, Dave Mack, we just heard the investigator talking about a phone call that took place around 7.30 p.m. And what's so significant, he said, in the area. But it was not just in the area. It was near the McCann Hotel apartment room, wasn't it?
0: Yes, ma'am. It was right there, near feet away from where Madeline McCann was sleeping.
2: Another thing, Dave Mack, that has me very concerned. There are reports that a hotel staff member tipped Bruckner off. What do you know about that?
0: Well, police knew because uh, Bruckner had already had been robbing this particular resort over time. As a matter of fact, he was convicted of robbing that place before and spent time in jail over it. So when police found out that he had this 30-minute long phone conversation, they tried to figure out who it came from. So they ended up running an ad and putting it out in the public saying, who has this number? And it came back to an employee at the resort. That's how they tied it together from uh, Bruckner getting a call from a resort employee, uh, essentially tipping him off as to which apartments were
2: unlocked. So let me understand, you're telling me that police tracked the phone number that called Bruckner that night that Maddie goes missing. The phone call was at 7.32 p.m. the night she goes missing. It lasted 30 minutes until 8.02. The call was made by a hotel worker, we now believe, who told Bruckner the apartment would be unlocked. Police released that phone number to the public in order to identify the person to whom it belonged. Bruckner got tips on unlocked apartments so he could steal from tourists. So let me understand this. Um, to you, Dr. Daniel Bober, the fact that somebody within the hotel is involved should have made this... An open and shut case. That person should have come forward and stated, "I know somebody was uh, robbing apartments that night." Maddie goes missing. Why didn't they?
0: The good question, Nancy. It doesn't really make any sense. I mean, the more you hear about this case, it seems like there's a roadmap to this guy. So it's it's baffling.
2: You know, very often I have said, I don't know if you agree with this or not, Joseph Scott Morgan, that burglars and peeping toms are and sex offenders are the three criminals that have to repeat offend they can't stop themselves there's something about burglar burglars they get a thrill out of going in somebody else's place and looking around and taking things it's very voyeuristic as is peeping tom as is sex offenses in certain ways what do you make of that
6: yeah there's not too many degrees of separation between the three And it is secretive. Uh, You know, people get burglary and robbery confused all the time. Burglary is something where you enter a dwelling and there's no one there. You don't expect to go in and, like, force someone to give you money. You go in and you steal. You get into intimate spaces where people exist. And you're going to take jewelry. It's a perfect cover for somebody that is a sexual predator, though. Uh, They can go in and, you know, they might steal a few things relative to valuables to sell them somewhere else. But when you can get access to, God, I hate to say this, to the dirty laundry, for instance, in a home, and you can live out these fantasies, particularly in people's bedrooms or bathrooms and all this sort of stuff, it's a perfect recipe for something horrible to occur. And that's what's happened. Back to this attendant. This is very scary to me and very disturbing because he's got other people involved in this. I doubt, like with most of these people, people think, well, this is the first time he's done this. That's a load of crap. No, it's not. I suspect that there are probably other people that helped him facilitate these so-called burglaries all over Europe. And he there's probably a network of these people that knew that he was into burglary and they were getting a kickback for it. And so now you've got dead children. Uh, that are involved in this. And I hate to say that she's dead, but that's just my opinion. Uh, And there's people whose lives have been destroyed. So it is very, very disturbing.
2: Guys, we are hearing that there is a disagreement between the German police and the British police. Take a listen now to host David Koch with Mike Neville, former police inspector. Listen.
0: British investigators are still treating this as a missing persons case. What sort of evidence do you think German prosecutors have, and why won't they
7: share their alleged proof? Well, it's certainly not fingerprints or DNA because they're saying that doesn't exist. So when they say there is no forensics, do they mean there's no digital forensics, which could be computers or for photographic evidence, or or is it simply a confession as he told a friend or a a police officer he's done it has it been recorded? But I think one of the key things with this case is this phrase concrete evidence. I spoke to my uh, German friend who's a senior detective, and I think it's been lost in translation in German, it sort of means um, reasonable grounds to suspect rather Uh, than as as an English would mean uh, there's definite absolute proof. I think it's been lost in translation.
2: So to you, Dave Mack, German prosecutors claim uh, there's evidence indicating Maddie is dead, but the Brits disagree. Explain.
0: Well, bottom line is you said it. The German officials say they have concrete evidence, but then they actually updated their comment a few days ago saying Actually, we don't really have any evidence. We just believe this is the case. Meanwhile, the British authorities from Scotland Yard to Operation Grains, which was put together to look into this case, are still considering it a missing persons case.
2: For right now, Christian and Bruckner behind bars on another offense, but is set to be released. He has not even been questioned about Maddie McCann as of yet. We wait as justice unfolds. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off.